Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. I always feel when I'm talking to Michael that he's going to edit me. He's a print journalist. <laughs> my, my I'm not planning. Grammar's going to be edited. <laughs> how, how are you? I'm good. How are you doing? Just great. Good to have you with us. Thanks. I always look forward to these segments. I know you have I know you have something on your mind that you want to talk to us about, and it's the Remembrance Day, and it's the flag, and it's Trudeau, and the sure. decision that was made. Please go ahead. Yeah, I mean, look, obviously many of your listeners are familiar with this story. Basically, the Canadian flag at uh, the House of Commons in Ottawa has been kept at half-mast since, I forget the exact day in May, but for, since May, so almost half a year, which was done initially after they started to find the bodies of more than a thousand uh, native canadian primarily children at the former sites of old residential schools now i don't think any canadian quite frankly roy had an issue when the prime minister kept it at half mast for a few days it could have been a, a couple weeks uh, it could have been upwards of a month i don't think anyone would have objected to it the problem of the issue came into play when Opposition parties and other Canadians started to ask about it, and even some Native Canadian groups started to ask about it. The Prime Minister basically said that, no, it wasn't my decision to make, and I'm just paraphrasing. It's actually up to the Native Canadian communities to decide whether the flag will go back to full mast. Now, to be perfectly honest, it's not their decision, much as it's no one else's decision in Canada except for one person, and that's the Prime Minister. Whoever the sitting prime minister is can move the flag up to full mass, half mass, whenever they wish. So what Justin Trudeau was actually saying was not only just incorrect, it was historically inaccurate, and it was constitutionally inaccurate. He can't do it. And he was doing it primarily, Roy, in a very brief terms, because when it comes to the file, when it comes to Native Canadian communities, which Trudeau had made an important issue when he was first elected in 2015, and it said that he would repair any of the damage that had been set with Native Canadian communities in terms of their relationship and, you know, the importance of truth and reconciliation, various other things, from all the shenanigans that have gone on since the beginning, which is that the file really has not been improved virtually at all, according to most Native leaders. The whole Tofino-BC controversy, which you and I talked about and I've talked about with others, and I'm sure you've talked about with plenty, which obviously ruined his image. He's obviously doubled down, tripled down, quadrupled down, etc., and just said, no, 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 I'm not going to touch it, to the point where some Native Canadian leaders actually spoke out and said that they don't have a right to make that decision. So in the end, finally, on Remembrance Day, thank goodness, this issue is finally going to be over. The, 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 the flag will go back to, will go up to uh, half-mast, it will go up to full-mast, down to half-mast, and then back up to full-mast after a few days. And that'll be the end of it. But really, when all the things we have to worry about and discuss in our society right now, Roy, which includes COVID-19, the economic decline we're facing, people losing their jobs, businesses closing and all that, this is what Justin Trudeau basically fought at the top of the hill for, was something that, quite frankly, does not improve his standing with Native Canadian communities, does not improve his standing with Native Canadian leaders, and was his decision to make from the very start but again, this is the prime minister that we have. Yeah, the, the flag goes up uh, tonight, uh, and uh, then it will come down again tomorrow to half-mast for Indigenous Veterans Day. 
And then it goes up again on uh, before the, for the for Remembrance Day, and then it comes down to half mast again, and then it will go up to full mast and stay there. And it was uh, uh, the the national chief of the Assembly of First Nations who suggested a few days ago, uh, we're okay with the flag going to full mast, but we also want to have our orange All Children Matters flag uh, yep. flying alongside it. And the government has, at least as of yesterday, they had not made a. Uh, public comment, to, to my understanding, about that. But, no, they yeah, but it goes up. It goes up tonight, and then tomorrow for Indigenous Veterans Day. But it, yeah, you're right. I, I had, uh, I actually had a guest planned yesterday who was First Nations Indigenous, and then uh, we decided not to go ahead with the interview because okay. she said to me, "Look, it's been resolved, so let's not." Uh, but she wasn't happy with the fact that the flag um, issue had become what it had become. Um, in the United States, an interesting political week, my friend. Yeah. It really was. You know, it was actually kind of a fascinating one. I mean, I think everyone knew it was going to be based on some of the polling data. And, you know, obviously you have to take polls with a grain of salt. And, and you know, things can change at a dawn and thin wedge of a dime very easily in politics. But it was really appearing as if there were going to be some pretty big occurrences that were going to be happening. And for the Republican Party in particular, it was actually an, an extremely beneficial day. And Overall, it has actually improved their standing in U.S. politics and emboldened them a lot for the midterm elections next year. For example, the Republicans took back the Virginia governor's seat. Mr. Youngkin is the governor-elect or governor-designate, if you'd like, and he'll be officially the governor in a few days' time. He defeated Terry McAuliffe, who was a pretty experienced politico, not just in Virginia, but also you know, with various White Houses, including way back when, Bill Clinton. So he's been around a long time, and it was kind of a stunning win, and it was actually a very solid win overall for Mr. Youngkin. And for someone who had not been wildly active in U.S. politics before, this was a huge step forward for him. It was even kind of stunning to see that the New Jersey governor's seat almost turned as well, which is, again, another state which used Republicans used to have a fair amount of success in, had struggled a bit to some extent, with, you know, notable exceptions being like Chris Christie and otherwise, um, they nearly got that back. In the end, ultimately, uh, Mr. Murphy, who is the Democrat who has been holding the governor's chair for one term, was re-elected to a second term, first Democrat to do that in four decades, but he only did it by two percentage points. So if you just take those two states as an example... This is a really good sign for the Republicans. It means that people are really getting fed up with the way the Democrats have handled things. It does prove that Joe Biden's faltering poll numbers, he's down below 40% approval ratings, and, you know, for, for the most part, according to Gallup and other measures. It's a sign that Republicans are now back on the ascension point of the political spectrum, and they have a really good chance not only to win the House of Representatives, which they're slated to take um, next year, they might have a really good shot if Herschel Walker does well in Georgia and other places. They could take back the Senate, too, which would leave Joe Biden hamstrung for the remaining two years of his presidency. Yeah, well, the Democrats are hoping that Joe wakes up. <laughs> he still hasn't yet. <laughs> uh, we have uh, 30 seconds here, and I did a little bit earlier on Aaron Rodgers. With, said he marches to the beat of his own drum. He's not yep. playing against Kansas City today because he's not COVID uh, vaccinated. What's your take on all that? The big issue was, no matter what you believe Aaron Rodgers' position is, and, you know, if he wants to basically align himself with the thoughts and ideas of Joe Rogan versus other doctors or other people, even on his, not necessarily side of the political spectrum, but sort more of his way of thinking, that's perfectly up to him. 
the big issue for me, Roy, is that he just wasn't honest about it from yeah. the very get-go. Yeah. Now, we don't exactly know what the Green Bay Packers did or did not know. They're being a little hesitant in terms of revealing that. Right. The point is, if you believe in heroes and you believe that sports stars like Aaron Rodgers are idols and they're supposed to be good representatives for adults and children, lying is just not a good look. Yeah. That's the way I saw it. If you want to hear more, subscribe to The Roy Green Show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you find your favorites. And if you like what you hear, leave us a review and tell a friend. I'm Roy Green. Have a great weekend.